0: have his way Lord today I thank you and I praise you Lord that you're in charge and I'm not and I pray Lord that you would just bless your people today as we come to Lord God be in your presence Lord I praise you and I thank you Jesus I thank you that you're a good good father that you love and care for each one of us and that you have good plans for us. And I just pray this over this day. <clears throat> that you have good plans over this day. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, today's Father's Day. Amen. Amen. Happy Father's Day. Thank you. <laughs> you know, when I was growing up, it was instilled in me as a young man that one of my jobs of being a father or being a man was to protect and provide. And that includes protecting his family, our family, from poverty, from sheltering them, providing a roof over their heads, food for them to eat, and clothing for them to wear. That was one of the three basic things that we learned as kids growing up in school that you needed for necessities to live, is food, clothing, and shelter. As a father, I can see how important those roles really are. Amen? Amen. They're important roles. The father has a very important role in the family. Provide, protect, make sure there's a roof over your head to give you shelter from the storms, to make sure there's food on the table that you can eat and get the proper nourishment you need, and make sure that you're clothed properly. That's one of the roles of a father, and that's one of the roles that I took very seriously as a young man, and I still do today, as my wife could tell you. You know, I do take it very seriously. As a father and a protector, not only do you have to provide shelter and food, but you have to protect your family. And it's not like we have to protect our families anymore from T-Rexes running around out there in the wild. It's not like we have to go out there with spears and arrows like they did in the caveman days and fight off the wild beast. I tell you what, though, it's a different wild beast that you have to fight off anymore. There are still beasts out there in this world that want to kill, steal, and destroy your family. And they might not be T Rexes, they're worse. They're just as deadly, probably even more powerful, more sneaky. But they are out there and they are alive and they are real. And they do want to cause destruction to your family. One of the roles as a father is keeping your family together. Another role is protecting your wife from outside attacks of the family. But it's more than likely nowadays there will be more attacks inside the family to protect your wife from than external attacks. There's more internal attacks. For example, as kids, don't talk to your mothers that way, <laughs> right? That's respecting your parents, respecting your, your mother, your father. I have talked to my girls before and said, you don't talk to your mother like that. I've had those conversations like that, and if you're growing up in a house, I'm sure your father's probably had conversations like that with you too. One of the greatest things in, in my family that would scare the bejesus out of us is that you just wait till your father gets home. When your mother said that, you knew you were in big trouble. You just wait till your father gets home, and he'll deal with you. And, then, and, and you were always in fear of when your dad was getting home. Especially when he called you out and he said, okay. Chris, we need to, or it was not Chris. Christopher! We need to have, it's always a scary thing when they use your full name. Like when they say Ephraim instead of Effie. (laughs) Right? It's always a scary thing. I know many of us have heard that role before, at least in my generation. You know, wait till your father gets home. Then you hear the crack of his belt. Smack. You ever, my father would take his belt, fold it in half, and snap it. I, would, I did that a few times in our own house. You'd hear that, and you knew you were in big trouble then. I'd like to say that I'm a good father and a good grandfather, but I know that I have many flaws and many faults. I noticed that I haven't been probably the greatest example at times. But I do know that I've learned a lot from being a father. And I've come a long ways. And I've got a long, i got a much farther way to go. One thing I thought of, you know, unfortunately... We have generational curses, some of us men, that we've carried down and passed down from generation to generation within our own families. And some of those generational curses, we are self-inflicting and we self-inflict on our own children. My prayer is that we realize them and that we break those curses in Jesus' name and by the blood of the Lamb. As Christians, as men, we have the full authority and the right to say no and to say it's time to stop and it's time to turn to Jesus. And as men... That's the greatest example that we can lead to our children. Is to be an example of Christ in our own families. And trust me, I know it's not easy at times. The old devil slew foot gets his foot in there and he raises up his head and he causes pride to come in and we get stiff-necked. They can say, but that's when we have to realize That we're no longer doing the will of God, but we're doing the will of the devil. And that what we do is seen through our children. You see, some of the things we learn, we learn from our parents. Whether they be good or they be bad. Some of the things we pass down, we pass down to our kids because it's what we were taught and how we were taught to live and how we were taught to be and to act. Some of those things are good and some are bad. What we need to do is realize the bad ones and get them out so we can only utilize the good ones. I think one of the greatest things a man can do, and I am the hardest one of doing this and saying this and even admitting this, is humbling himself and asking God for forgiveness. You know, we heard a little thing that pride is the greatest sin. It's not sexual immorality. It's not impurity, not adultery. It's not gluttonous, but it's pride. And if you look back and you think about pride... What caused Satan to get kicked out of heaven? It was pride. See, pride is the beginning of a lot of sins. Pride is the beginning of a haughty spirit, a haughty spirit before a fall, is what the scripture teaches us. So men, one of the greatest things we can do in our lives is to show our children humbleness. And showing our kids how to be quick at forgiving and teaching them that. Because one of the greatest men in the Bible, and I can go on and on and on about all the great men in the Bible because there's many great men, but every great man has his flaw and has had a flaw in the Bible because they're men, they're men on this earth. But one of the greatest men in the Bible that really I have a lot of respect for is Abraham. And when I go to heaven, I'm going to ask him, how did he do it? Abraham. How does he teach his children the ways of God? See, I believe that when God... comes upon you in such a real way that you cannot deny that it was God that it changes your life just like God changed my life years ago He changed my life and I can't deny it and I'm not going to go through the whole story cuz everybody knows it But God came upon Abraham in such a way that was so real to Abraham God called Abraham out of his family Out of what Abraham knew to follow him. God called Abraham and gave him a promise that Abraham was going to be the father of nations. The father of nations. And you know what's incredible is that we still talk about Abraham to this day, even though it's thousands and thousands and thousands of years before that all this took place. And you might think, well, Abraham wasn't a great father. He did this and did this. But you know what Abraham did? Is even though Abraham went up on the mountain to sacrifice his son Isaac, even though Abraham slept with his wife's servant because she didn't have faith in God that she was going to be the one that the blessing was going to flow from through her sons. Even though Abraham did these things, one thing Abraham did is that he believed God. Abraham was found faithful to God. But Abraham also taught his children About God. And it passed down from his children to their children. See, Abraham and Sarah had Isaac. Isaac had Jacob. Jacob had the 12 tribes of Israel. Abraham passed down throughout the generations the knowledge of God. That is the greatest thing a father can do for his children. And Abraham didn't just pass it down. Abraham lived as an example on how to live faithfully to God and to his promises. Even though Abraham was led like the Israelites were led out of Moses through the wilderness, through the promised land, and he had struggles, He remained faithful to God. And his children remained faithful to God. And his children's children remained faithful to God. And they remain faithful to God to this day. Throughout all the generations. I have no idea where I am on my notes but it doesn't really matter. Abraham, a great father. Noah, another great father. You know, Jacob, Isaac, godly men, David, heart after God, Joseph and Mary, Joseph, Adopted father of Jesus, raised Jesus. Even though he knew in his heart that he wasn't his son, but raised him like his son. That's honorable right there for a man to do. But you know, as I was thinking about this today, about the greatest fathers that ever lived, <laughs> basically, is that we serve the greatest father that ever lived. We truly serve the greatest father. When we come here on Sundays, and it might be crazy, it might sound out of control, we come and we worship God. Right? We come and we worship God our Father. Who's in heaven, who loves us, who looks down at this and he smiles with joy and gladness. And we do it because why? Because we love him. And because he first loved us. God, the greatest father of all, as I was thinking about it, he left He's with us always wherever we go. We can talk to him and through prayer anytime we want. Prayer actually moves his hand for us. But he also gave us, and think about this, God gave us a book to live by, his word. How great of a father who would write down everything that you would ever need in your life Everything that you would ever need in your life on how to live, how to act, how to react and respond would write everything down for you as a roadmap for you. That is how much love God has for you. God, the creator of the universe, who birthed stars, who put all the planets in motion, who set the sun to govern by day and the moon to govern by night, who parted the seas, who put the continents in their place, who created every living creature on this earth, who planted every living seed, who knows every tree, weed, grass, by its botanical name and common name, you know, can name all the fish of the sea, and every creature that he created on this planet, God, who did all of that, can have a personal relationship with you. That's the kind of God and Father we serve. That's the kind of God and Father who would send His Son, Jesus Christ, who some would say is a terrible thing to do for a father, who would send their Son to be crucified on a cross for us? Who would do that? Who would sacrifice his son? it has got to be a terrible man. But you know what? We only understand God by what we know and what we read. Amen? God's ways are higher than our ways. God knows the outcome before we know the outcome. God is Alpha and Omega. He is the beginning and the end. God knew and had a plan from the beginning to redeem man, because he knew that man would fall. He knew that man would fall and commit sin. So God had put a plan in place from the very beginning of creation to redeem man, his creation, so that we could be with him forever. And he knew that sending his son Jesus, who was in the beginning, and who was ever present with us, and will be with us to the very end, He knew that he wasn't going to die. He knew that he was going to live forever because he lived forever. And he still lives forever. Amen. And what he wanted to do was for us to live forever with him. Not to be condemned to death. And not to be sent to hell in the grave. Because the hell is real. Demons are real. Eternity is real. So he had a plan and his plan was to redeem his creation and his plan is perfect. It's flawless, without flaw, without spot, without wrinkle. And that plan is for each one of us. We're in God's plan. When you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, doesn't mean your life is going to get any easier. Means means it will probably get harder because the devil will want to attack you more. When you start confessing and working for Christ, the devil tries to ramp up his attacks on your life. And you have to be wise and you have to fend them off and fight them off. That's one of the jobs as a father is a covering over his family to protect them and keep them from harm. Not just from physical harm, but from spiritual harm. Because demons are real. They are. Whether we believe it or not, they are real. Angels are real. Heaven is real. Hell is real. One of the things that we need to do as fathers is be praying a covering over our family every day. Praying a covering. Keep them from evil, Lord. and Keep them from willful evil. Doing evil on their own. And keep the evil one away from them. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. The Lord's Prayer. Amen. So one of the greatest things we can do as a father is pray for our families. Teach them the ways of the Lord. You know, the Bible says, teach them the way of the Lord, so in the end they will not depart from it. Right? That's what we should be doing with our children and our grandchildren. You know, we do waste a lot of time these days on foolish things. Doing foolish things. And and one thing you can't redeem is time. You can't redeem time. but So fathers, happy Father's Day. <laughs> you have a lot of work that you have to do and you have to continue doing it. You have to be an example when you don't want to be an example at times. You have to be a covering when you don't want to be a covering at times. You have to be strong when you don't feel strong at times. You have to be courageous when you're scared. You have to be courageous. Amen? Amen. Even if you feel fearful, don't be afraid. God is with you. You know, take that scripture God is with you, He'll never fail you or forsake you. He'll be with you always right to the very end. No matter what comes against us. We stand faithful and strong. He'll never fail us. He'll never leave us. He'll never abandon us. He'll always be with us. Amen. Amen. So, Father, I thank you, Lord, and praise you for this day, and I pray that we would give you all the glory. You are the greatest Father. That We'll ever have you are the greatest example that we'll ever know You are the highest among the highest You are enthroned in the heavens Seated on high you are our Lord our Savior and our King who reigns forever Holy 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 is your name Lord God Almighty And we worship you and we praise you And we thank you, Lord God, for all our blessings from which flow from you to us. Lord, I pray that you would open our hearts to receive all your blessings that flow from your throne, that you would strengthen us in time of need, that you would be with us, that you would comfort us, and that, Lord God, that you would be our strong tower and our refuge. And I, Lord just commit everything into your hands all that we will be all that we will ever be all that our family will be i commit all our family into your hands the greatest hands of protection and the place of refuge that we can ever find is in your presence and lord we give you all the praise and honor and glory for this day and it's in jesus mighty name we pray amen amen so happy father's day and we look forward to seeing you all soon. Wait, Julie has something. We never did offerings. If you have your offerings, you can bring them up here. Amen? Amen.